Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This podcast contains explicit content. You masturbated her. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, orgasmic meditation. It was, Okay, uh, orgasmic meditation. Uh, but, yeah, but you we- actually... It's almost like a meditation. You just focus on that one spot and you both focus on that one spot. And it the becomes spot is like her a, clitoris. Yes, yes. The upper left quadrant right. of the clitoris. And it, when we had a coffee before doing it, she was the one who was sort of calming me down, saying it's fine. It's um because uh, to her it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, as long as it's between consenting adults, it's okay. Stand up. That's Luke McGregor, the incredibly sexually liberated, comfortable in his own skin comedian who stars in the six-part ABC documentary series Luke Warm Sex. If you've seen the show or know anything about Luke, you'll know he hasn't always been thus. Awkwardness is his calling card and he's made it part of his comedy persona. But what most of us never knew was that he was actually suffering from excruciating self-doubt and physical inhibition. Naturally, though, below that, there were levels of complicated psychology that, by some miracle, he's been able to not only identify and confront, but do it on camera. In case you haven't seen it yet, lukewarm sex isn't a salacious, bawdy collage of innuendo and dick jokes that you might expect from a young male comedian. It's actually a generous, intellectual, heartfelt guide to sex, intimacy and physiology. It's full of kind people answering the questions of an honest vulnerable man. It's it's beautiful and there's also a really helpful puppet vagina. <laughs> I'm Michelle Laurie and this is the Nitty Gritty Committee Stories of the Guts and the Glory of Life. Stay tuned at the end of this episode for some advice from my old pal Will Anderson. But first, some advice from me. There are some graphic sexual references in this podcast, so please take that into account when deciding when and where to listen to it. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Luke McGregor. Has the sex experience, the sex show, the documentary about sort of, um, how do you even describe what the sex documentary is about, the series? Uh, I just, better at sex, I suppose. Yeah, how to get better at sex. But um, but your baseline, if you pardon my saying, is really low. In oh, terms really of, low, yeah. You're two, incredibly uncomfortable two, with sex. Two times um, yes. my life at 33. Um, so has working through that... Made you more, um, made you more outgoing and assertive in other areas of your life, and yeah, it has. Um, because that's kind of the last thing I didn't want to discuss yeah. in public. Um, OCD and other anxiety and all that stuff was fine, um, but, but sex, I was just like, I used to up until that point pretend that it was um, something that was going fine in my life, especially around friends and. If we were having drinks, sharing stories, I'd be like, yeah, this is, yeah, we're going good too. Uh, and then even just when I have someone, because I was, I was having people come back to my house and I wasn't, I was pretending to go to sleep. Um, 
or pretending or just saying like I, I can't get a direction. I'm really sorry. And then people the next day would say, "How did you how'd you go?" And I'd be like, "Great." Really good, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember hearing from mutual friends that, oh, McGregor's going great. He took a bird back the other night, had a girl around the other night, and we were all like, oh, great, great, great. So when I saw that in the series, I thought, oh, yeah, I I think I know some of the friends you were, you were lying to oh, about yeah. that. Um, sorry if you're listening, guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was. I was really, uh, I, I was just, because I didn't want to, um, and I was also worried that it was, um, if that perception got out, I wouldn't, no one would have sex with me. Um mm. But uh, yeah, so it's kind of it's cathartic to have it all out there, and now if it does feel it is freeing, and it has given me more confidence to talk about it because it's you know I, I've got nothing left to hide anymore. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if it's the same as being a fat person. Like when you're a fat person, you sort of worry that people will like that's the last frontier of how someone could hurt you or insult you. Is I go, oh, shut up, you're fat in any situation. Yeah. Whereas was it similar with you? Was there a feeling like I can't ever be truly assertive or or anything because they might call me out about my physical, you know, um, yeah. strangeness? I, I, I kind of got around that by just pretending that part of my life was not going to happen anymore. Like, I'm just like yourself. cutting it off and saying, all right, well, that's just not something that's going to be in my life. And because I didn't have a lot of your sexual experience, I didn't really know what I was missing out on. Um, I think now if it got taken away from me, then I'd be like, oh, wow. But um, up until that point, I just didn't know. So I was able to be more confident, um, like kind of pursuing career stuff and things like that because I was, I, I, if anything, I'd, I'd focus more on it because I um, yeah. because I, I, I was, I just sort of didn't have that as part of my life. I guess you weren't distracted. Definitely not. A uh, lot of us as young. A lot of, a lot yeah. of time to finish a lot of video games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> A lot of us as young comedians, or I guess young anything in your career, you can get distracted by sex, and then you weren't. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. Uh, no, it was just. It was a lot of time to do homework and uh, <laughs> other stuff. But it was. Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of see it as separate. Are, are you the same? Do you see? Do, do you see it as separate to um, the career stuff, or do you see it as see like, what? Um, body image and things like that. Um, yeah, it's funny. I do. I always did. It's like. Because body image does stuff doesn't bother me anymore. But when I was younger, it was a really big deal to me. And I'd even think to myself, okay, then how is it you can stand on a stage in front of people and assume this role, this leadership role, and have yeah. everyone and ask everyone to look at you if you hate the way you look so much? So I think you're right. I think I compartmentalized it. Yeah, because it's like um, the fact that uh, you know you can be anxious but do this job or do stand up. Yeah, um, and. People say, how can you be both? It's just like, well, yeah. I do it, but I feel really scared about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm a bit like that. Feel the fear, but do it anyway. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm used to doing that. Yeah, like the anxiety is still there, I just, but I just really like doing it. So I and and Oshie Ginsberg, Oshie Ginsberg puts it in a really interesting way. He's got terrible, terrible anxiety. And he says that when he's on TV presenting or on a stage, he is in charge and everyone has to stop what they're doing and listen to him. And he said, yeah. in his way, that's like his ultimate empowering situation. That's he, when he doesn't feel anxious. That's, wow. that's amazing too, because he he seems so calm and collected. That guy, I know. it's it's hard to imagine him having like I can't picture him backstage being nervous, or because no. he just he he does he has that he just projects confidence. Yeah, but he says that the times that we see him are these brief moments where he feels at peace. Yeah. He's really focused on what he's doing and everyone's quiet and, you know, he's allowed to just do it. 
I think it's the same with like uh, I don't know, people, you know, people who, you know, when you skydive and things like that. Like it's it's scary, but you know, once you're up in the plane and you yeah. know everyone's saying you're trying to jump, you just you just do it. Yeah. <laughs> you feel like it's the the alternative is 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 not as is you know that you don't get to experience this thing. Huh? Yeah. So when you would meet girls and they'd be increasingly interested in you because you started being on telly and stuff like that, and you're a really funny comedian so they probably saw you at gigs and found you attractive because of that did you feel like okay I can do this I can do this was there a lot of psyching up going on previously yeah there was um and I I just saw sex dating the whole thing is just such a big deal and that um I uh and I would I would read things like um the game or um (laughs) like pick up technique stuff because I just was desperate for any sort of help within an area. Um, and what I found with a lot of that stuff is that they, they're teaching you techniques that um, make you seem like you're comfortable with yourself. So they might say, um, insult someone. Uh, but what they don't tell you is that if you are comfortable with yourself, you might have playful banter with someone. Yeah. Whereas they, they're just telling you to do banter as yeah. opposed, whereas it's, that's, that's, that's not, you got to go one step further back, which is feel like you're enough and then you don't feel like you're getting something from someone when you're dating. Whereas for me, I always used to feel like I was getting something from someone by dating them. Um, whereas you're not, you're sharing something um, and uh, you're making each other more. Like it's, uh, yeah, so I... Um, That's fascinating language to say that you've got to feel like you're enough. Yeah, like you're not... It's fascinating. They're not there to complete you, they're there to... Um, you know, you're there to build something more special together. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, that, and you know, because I—that's not the only gauge I know is whether a relationship's good or not. Is whether you, when you're t- together, is that more fun than when you're not? Uh, like, uh, but th- that's a really good point. You know, um, feeling like we're in this together, not that I'm needing you to prop me up or to fill a hole in me or to make me feel enough. Yeah, yeah. Where did you? Where do you think that feeling of not being enough came from? I know when you were a kid in Tassie, you spent a lot of time with your nan. And I saw, um, I read an article in which you said that you f- that that she just represented complete unconditional love for you. Yeah, yeah. Was that the only place you felt you got that? Uh, yeah, at, at, at the time it was. Yeah, mm. um, it was, um, and e- even that was me allowing myself to feel that emotion in that environment. So mm. that was still me having um, rules for being happy. Uh, whereas um, now I try and. Um, uh, I try and have as few rules as possible to be, to feel good. <laughs> like, um, because you, you're still giving yourself that emotion, even in that situation. Um, with what do you Nan. mean? What were your rules for happiness at Nan's? Oh, I don't know. I just, um, I knew because Nan, um, would never yell at me or never tell me off or, uh, just, you know, never made fun of my, uh, appearance, uh, that, you know, I just, it was, um, I just felt very safe around her and I could talk to her about anything. Um, okay. But, uh, and so the it, rule which, was, as long as I'm not challenged in, at all in, in any way, any way <laughs> yeah. I can be happy. Yeah. But, but and I have that environment at Nan's, and so I'm calling that place happiness. Exactly. And I can't call anything else happiness because that doesn't exist anywhere else. Yeah, and that was um, making me not, you know, that was putting setting up rules for me to be happy that didn't yeah, need right. to be there. Um, so I'm uh, as I get older, I try and have fewer ways to be happy. Well, certainly part of being in a relationship is criticism. I mean, I can't remember who did it. There was a comedian years ago who said, 
I had to get married, otherwise how would I know all the things that are wrong with me? And so, you know, like <laughs> that, that comes out in relationships and yet you still have to find a place to be happy with that person. Now that you're in a relationship, does have, has there been criticism? Have there been arguments that, that have tested this? Yeah, it's, um, okay. it's hard. Uh, and my only fear is that I haven't been in another relationship. This yes. has been my only one um, long term. Uh, and by long term, I'm only, I'm only talking maybe four months now. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I don't have anything to compare it to. But um, So I just keep going back to that idea of am I more happy when I'm with her than without? And if and the answer is yes. So um, uh, I am happy you're with her. So that's that's been enough. And whenever we've had a disagreement, we've we've been able to talk it out. Um, yeah. Because I'm, I'm assuming uh, as a relative novice to this that love is work, <laughs> Yes. Yeah, and that um, it's yeah. it, you know it's going to be great, but there are also moments where you you do have to work at it. Yeah, and you have to forgive, and you have to find ways to still be happy, even if the person you love is really mad at you. Yeah, yeah. Like not you know you have to be happy in that moment, but I mean you have to be able to live with yourself <laughs> yeah. if they're angry with you. It can't be nans all the time, you know. Exactly. Because um, you, how long have you been in one for a I was while married now? for 20 years. 20 years. And just yeah. recently divorced, yeah. So, um, and it was my first long-term relationship as well. So. I, feel like, I feel like a bad friend for not knowing that I apologize. No, that's fine, babe. I, you know, I try not to make a big deal out of it because I'm okay with it and I don't want sympathy. And certainly when you're in a relationship, I don't want to feel like I'm going to shit on your relationship. Oh, no, no. I'm not that right. person, you no, know. No, no, you've, um, you've, you've, you've had a very, 20 years is a very good run it's for anything. It's a great anything. run, a really good run. So, but I can really relate to you about it being my first relationship. It was I had to, we had to negotiate and my husband was older, so it wasn't his first. So we had to negotiate all that stuff. I didn't really know how to argue constructively or yeah. positively and not just go all out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Save up all your ammunition. To yeah. The I mean, how are you finding that, the politics of, of being in a relationship with a woman? It's, I, I, yeah, it's, um, uh, she's got an incredible memory. Um, <laughs> uh, we all do, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, I, it's kind of, it's all kind of fun. It's like even the, even when we are, we, we have had disagreements, it's kind of, it's kind of fun working through it. You know, yeah. like as long as um the 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 base feels solid, and um, I'm really yeah, it's I'm really enjoying it. I, I mean, I'm conscious, I guess, because you know she might listen to this. So I don't, wanna, I don't. Have, it's hard to yeah go too much into it, but um, it, yeah, it's 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 been really nice just having someone who is um, you know, who likes you and you like them. It's just, it's, it's a nice so thing nice. to have in your life. It's so nice. It's so nice to have someone you look forward to seeing to at the end of a day or when you're on a trip that you can't wait to get home and see. And yeah. isn't it? And she's away at the moment, um, overseas, um, for a wedding and, uh, I, I miss her and I, I even like feeling that. Like it's yeah. kind of nice to miss someone. And know they miss you too. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How would you describe Mamma Mia out loud in one word? Podcast. No. We want to tantalise people to listen to the show. Um, things that are in the news. Isn't that a bit boring? It's not always the news. Sometimes it's the stuff everyone's talking about. Come on, guys. I just need one but word. But you can't describe it in one word. We're women. We need all the words. Politics. Gossip. Feminism. Family. Okay, so talk? Women talk. Three women talk. Mamma Mia! Drops every Wednesday. Subscribe in iTunes or your favourite podcast app. But you know what you do 
you have going for you is that very few of us enter any relationship, let alone our first relationship, having just lived through this intensive self-improvement program. Yeah, that was uh, full on. That you put yourself on. I mean, I just, I watched, I binge watched the whole thing in one go. And so it was so emotional. There were so many times where you said, I want to cry. And I, I saw, you're very good at that. You're very good at voicing what's actually happening to yeah. you in the moment. Because oftentimes I'll think later, why didn't I just tell them I thought I was going to cry, you know? But in the moment I kind of don't. Yeah, I um, I just find it's that alone can help. I remember having yes. a, in Adelaide I had a panic attack in front of the audience where I started to hyperventilate. Um, On stage? Yeah, I just, um, just wasn't. I was just really nervous that night and I started to hyperventilate, get all pins and needles everywhere. And um, I just told the audience, I said, hey, guys, just say no. I'm going to have to sit down for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and I gave the mic to someone in the audience and just said, can you just talk for a second while I get my breath? <laughs> so I can't, in, I my, in my personal journey, that's like my one of my biggest goals is just to try and be that in touch with myself in the moment and that confident and open to say to people and like not, not trying to shield myself and pretend I'm better than I am, like to be able to say out loud, I'm actually having a panic attack. I'm actually, you know, so I just so admire that about you. And that was such a great gateway into this series. Oh, thanks. When I saw, when you went to see the naturists, those old nudies are out there around their (laughs) pool table, all (laughs) nude, right? And then you go into a bedroom and you say, and you're meant to get nude. This is a moment where you're meant to get nude and you hate being nude and you're going to do it on camera and in front of them. And you just say, I think I'm going to cry. I I cried. I was just like, I can't imagine. Oh, thank you. I just can't. Im- I put myself in that situation. I was like, I, I just could never do that. I, re- I really did think in that moment, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> I thought you had as well. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, what am I doing? I thought you had as well. Was it Tom Ballard a couple of years ago wanted us all to do stand-up nude? Was it Tom? Was I'm not someone... sure. I remember something like that. Uh, one of those went Remember around. that email we got yeah. from our agent saying... <laughs> <laughs> And I remember thinking, I listen, I love the idea, but for me, that's just never possible. Yeah, it's, um, I was surprised at how freeing it felt but when I did it, but I'd never be able to, it's, I, I still today haven't been able to uh, get across what it was like. Like I wouldn't, I just didn't know I'd feel that way until I did it. Yeah. And so everything you're saying, I, I, I relate to completely and, um. Yeah, it wasn't until I actually got naked um, and I was naked and after about 10 minutes, I'm like, oh, wow, this is fine. This really doesn't matter. It's amazing. <laughs> it, um, it took, um, but Did yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, been, I wouldn't have believed myself um, no. if I'd gone back in time and said to, to myself in that room, hey, it's going to be fine. I'm going, no, it's not. It's going to be the worst. That's what actually stepping out of your comfort zone really is, isn't it? It's not like we think we do it all the time. I'm out of my comfort zone, but actually that being, I th- you know, for yeah, me- but- to do that, that would be like, okay, I'm literally in space. I'm so far out of my comfort zone. Yeah, that was uh, – the, the pain came later when I was in the edit suite uh, <laughs> with, with the editors um, – sorry, with the editor and the director working on it. And uh, because before we'd put the black box on my uh, genitals, um, they were just there. So we're doing these cuts, these long cuts with it just waving around. <laughs> and um, people were just coming in, like, to change the bins oh or to, to say, do you guys want coffee or <laughs> – or uh, just 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 coming in to catch up with one of us, uh, and just and we'd, uh, my my bits would be there on screen, and no one knocks. So we put like 
black cardboard on the door and stuff, so people couldn't see inside. People were just still just walking to the end. <laughs> that was uh, that was that that was another level of getting being okay with it that I didn't expect to uh, to have. But then I mean, you got to the point where you you and your friend Chrissy. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, did you masturbated her? Yeah, it was uh, yeah orgasmic meditation. It was okay, uh, orgasmic meditation. But, yeah, but you we, actually. It was the, the. It's funny that one's The goal is not to climax for that one. The goal is to. Um, it's almost like a meditation. You just focus on that one spot, and you both focus on that one spot, and it the becomes like a. spot is her clitoris. Yes. Yes. The upper left quadrant. Right. Of the clitoris. And you're rubbing it. Yeah. It was. It was. I was full on. I. I, I was. Um. I didn't uh, think I'd be able to do I it. Mean... It was such a crazy thing, and I didn't know where the clitoris was. And I'm like, yeah. I can't. How am I supposed to ask while I'm doing this thing? Yeah. Um. So I was looking up online, where's the clitoris? What's it look like? And I'm like, well, maybe hers is in a different spot or it doesn't look like that. Or, yeah. But, but yeah, just as a fact that I'd never done that with a friend before. Um, and Chrissy was the one who was comfortable with it. She um, is really interested in sexology and things like that. And she, um, she was interested in the core. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. And it, when we had a coffee before doing it, she was the one who was sort of calming me down, saying it's fine. It's um Because uh, to her, it's, you know, it's... it's you know, as long as it's between consenting adults, it's okay. Um, of course. But, um, so she's the opposite of you in so many ways. I mean, this and me. I mean, this is a girl who is so confident. I, I, I guess from what I saw with she, with she, her body, with nudity, with touch, with sexuality. She was nervous too because I, I both of us were sort of a little. We sort of had an idea, but we we're still a bit vague about exactly what it was because I I tried to when we were sort of writing the series, we were trying to. Like once we knew the area we wanted to cover, we'd, tr- we'd try and make it so I was sort of kept in the dark what the actual class was, just so I didn't, yeah, okay. um, just so it was genuine reactions when I went. Um, so when the lady was saying to you, okay, so this is what's going to happen, you and Chrissy were sitting there on the floor with her and she said, and you're going to put your hand under her buttocks and your finger, just rest your thumb there yeah. and then you're going to move your finger around and you're going to stroke that like that. What were you thinking? But my biggest fear was I was going to hurt her somehow. I was yeah. really worried about hurting her. Um, yeah. 
But, uh, you know, again, that just reinforces that idea that if you're communicating, it's all fine. Huh? Uh, yeah. But it was, um, yeah, we've caught up since and um, it's, it's, it, it just wasn't, a, wasn't an issue. It was just a, you know, just a, a physical yeah. act uh, between two consenting adults. And it, it, it's, it's, um, it's funny for me thinking of it, it's not a big deal now, whereas before that, uh, huge. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, unimaginable. Gigantic. Like I never would have imagined that. Uh, no. So um, I, as I, even if I say, even if I say, sorry, even if, as I say now, it's not a big deal. I, I, I remember what I was like, you know, a few months ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and the guy, um, the the pornification of our culture is is an issue that I think about a lot. That I you know worry yeah. about. It's probably not something I need to worry about, but, but, but I do. People coming in with injuries, yes, you know, because they've seen something online and thought that's how you do it, and then it's like, no, not that's at all. That's not actually how it happens normally. And even that guy when you were sitting on the bed at Fed Square in Melbourne and. People were jumping in and you were talking to them about oh, sex. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that guy said his first experience was a nightmare because he uh, came on her face. Yes, he thought you're supposed to finish by coming on the face. That's what he uh, thought you meant just to like, do. That's what you do. It's a like, literal uh, cum shot for a camera angle yeah. and he thought that's what girls love. And he's just and he's just like, oh, no, that's not that's, maybe that's not the case. He's a poor man. He said, I could tell from the look on her face immediately that was not what girls love. That's not what you're meant to do. And that's that's what happens, I think, is if you God. don't have if you're not talking if you're not if there's not if you're not getting educated about sex either at school or by your parents or somewhere, then porn can often fill that gap. Huh? And yeah. it's that's a that's a problem if you're taking it too literally. Yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of those positions are just for camera angles. Absolutely. They're not necessarily comfortable. It's uh, the same with shaving, you know, women having no pubic hair and yeah. all that or anyone having any pubic hair. I mean that was initially about camera angles and now it's it's just the reality. It's yeah. the thing, you and, know. And the level of um, warming up you're supposed to do or making sure the area is uh, lubricious, I think yeah, the word is. so right. Like it's, uh, all that stuff just doesn't get covered. Even movies are pretty bad as well because they'll, yeah. they'll just show two people like starting to kiss and falling on a bed, then it'll go to curtains. Yes. And then they wake up and it's all It's beautiful, brilliant. yeah. But At the I, very what? most, they'll show them both, um, you know, orgasming at the same time. Yeah, in perfect exactly. harmony. With no, with no discussion as no. to uh, certain preferences or anything like that. No. It's just now we know exactly how each other <laughs> functions uh, perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> what sort of feedback have you had? I noticed in the news, I didn't click on it, but I noticed a headline the other day about Gogglebox freaking out oh, about Gogglebox, it. Yeah, yeah that, so they were actually surprisingly supportive. Oh, uh, that was very, uh, very nice. Um, I heard a lady on the ABC, funny call on the ABC in Melbourne to John Fain's show. Um, saying, and I saw an ad and it was a huge vagina. be 15 inches tall, this <laughs> vagina. And everyone was sticking their fingers in it. And it's not education. It's, you know. Um, and, of course, Fane was loving it and teasing her out and getting her to talk more about the 15-inch high vagina. That was the, the vagina puppet. She yes, it about. was. It was. That Sorry. beautiful puppet. So <laughs> it was a lot oh. of that our taxpayers' money are paying for all this and all that. So I mean, what's the what's the feedback oh, been for you? It's been uh, it's been good. It's been um, people have been really supportive, um, which has been uh, nice. I mean, there's you know there's always negative stuff, I guess, as you, as you know, with any any time you do in public eye stuff. But um, well, certainly, I mean, any time you do anything in public. But I think we're in one of those patches again where anything on the ABC is very scrutinised, and yeah, people yeah. are very quick to say it's a waste of public money, and uh, you know, it's hard with art because as much as I um, like. I um I I love the ABC. And it's, mm. it's 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 always that thing with art is um it's a it's a hard thing to justify uh 
economically in, in a certain sense. But then again, I don't know, like if you make a TV show, it employs so many people, mm. like it gives so many people jobs um, mm. that uh, I feel like it is um, maybe uh, a bit dismissed sometimes as an employer. Art can employ so many people and it's not, um, you know, it, it's one of those things that you can keep growing as an industry. It's, yeah. um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, um, I, I don't know. I try, I try not to read comments because I find okay. like I, 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 as much as I, I, I like getting the good feedback, um, the bad ones can stick yeah. with you. So I try to. I feel like you might as well just avoid it all. <laughs> I don't it's know. So ridiculous, isn't it? You read, you can read fifteen glowing things, you read one nasty one, and that's all you can think about, and you're so hurt. And... Yeah. Who is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you must have had some feedback from people saying thank you. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Um, people have been messaging. Almost every day, actually, just yeah. to say thanks. Um, sorry, I feel arrogant saying that, but it's um, it's been yeah, it's been, it's it's made it feel. I don't know. It's because you you sort of put all that stuff out in a vacuum. You're not really sure what everyone thinks. Yeah. So get, to get those messages and. But this um, stuff more pe- people saying they're showing their children because they want them to learn about which um, you know they're showing their son and daughters because they want them to um, learn about this stuff. For us to see a 33 year old guy who clearly comes from a great home, has beautiful parents who love him has a beautiful nan who loves him, is smart, funny, has seems to have the world at his feet and is plagued by insecurity about his sexuality and his body and, as you said before, feeling that he's not enough. I think that that taught me a big lesson as a parent. As a parent, I thought, wow, how can that happen when you when it looks like you've done everything right as a parent? How can your child grow up as an adult with that that lack of self-confidence? So... For me, it was really meaningful in that sense. I was like, "You got to, you got to teach your kids this stuff." Yeah, Mum and I have talked about it since because she was she's come out and well, she said to me like, uh, "I had, I didn't, I had no idea." And did she, she felt, had, did she, she express she, guilt about yeah, that? Yeah, she felt bad. She felt yeah. guilty, and I, um, I said, "It's okay, you," because it was the same for her when she was little. No one talked to her about it. Yeah. Like they just didn't discuss it. So um, that sort of cycle of awkwardness just continues. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't I don't blame them because they they would have had it even they probably would have had even less education than I did growing yeah. up. So and yet here they are they are famously your parents with their fantastic sex life, which we all know about. Uh, oh yes, the best. <laughs> <laughs> so they kind of fumbled around and found their way through it. I mean, I don't know. In some ways, we're sort of there's porn everywhere, but also, do you think we're a bit con- more conservative than we were? Yeah, I don't know. It's, I think there's a lot of everyone worrying what everyone else thinks. Like, I know I do, um, mm. but whereas I think everyone wants to talk about this because who wouldn't want to talk about one of the best activities we get to do as humans? Yeah. Like it's, um, and to, you know, improve at it because if you, if you don't talk, like even if you learn a specific technique, if you don't ask the person um, or they don't tell you whether they prefer it uh, a bit firmer or a bit faster or anything like that, then you, you're never going to never going to have great sex or as good a sex as you could have if you were actively sharing your likes and dislikes or what you found pleasurable or what uh, you'd love, what you find more exciting if they tried this this time or even something as simple as, um, you know, I'd I'd really love you to dress up as my um, favourite character from this show. (laughs) Like it's, (laughs) that one's, uh, you know, it's it's just like, I don't know, it's, there's just so many different ways to um, have fun with this thing yeah. with sex that um it's it's, yeah, it's crazy that we don't communicate about it more yeah you're a big one for the communication now right that's your kind of yeah. advice oh yeah <laughs> yeah very much so were there any of the things that you learned through the series series that really um like that, that that really worked on you i mean i'm thinking about some of the things you learned to massage your genitals from that gorgeous man who is he oh adam seymour uh, yeah don't yeah. you reckon he could be charlie pickering's brother by the way 
Yeah. He reminds me so much oh, of Pickering. Oh, you mean uh, Jared Osborne? Yeah, that's him. That's uh, him. Yeah, the guy with the curly hair. Yeah, uh, I was like, he could be he could be Pickering's hippie brother. That guy. <laughs> they do have a similar. A yeah. Similar look. yeah, and they have a similar sort of gusto and enthusiasm when they're passionate about something. And Jared's passionate, very passionate about massaging your balls. Yes, yes, he is. Um, made my share was a lot more interesting. Um, so there's that. There was the lady Barbara and her dragon pulsing when she kind of sat on you and looked to me like she was going to shatter your pelvis. It was. Uh, yeah, that was. Um, that was one thing we did film out of sequence. That was one of the first thing we filmed. So that was a real baptism of uh, fire. <laughs> Do you think, as I'm watching it, I'm thinking, is this because you're inhibited or is it because she's actually hurting you? Yeah, I don't know. I, um, I that was Again, if it had just been friends with the doctor, maybe I would have told her. She but, was uh, straddling you at about your hips and she was pumping up and down on you, really pumping up and down on you rhythmically. Yeah, and I had talked to people um, who'd done it, who enjoyed it. And I think oh, okay. I think it came down to me not telling her because it was one of the first things we filmed. Oh. Hey, can you go a little softer or uh, uh, or can you change positions, move slightly up or slightly down? Um, it's funny because so, I did think that when I was watching you because you your voiceover was saying this was really hurting me. Yeah. But you – and I was thinking – why aren't you telling her it's hurting? She'll probably lay off if you tell her it hurts. Exactly. And it goes back to my whole issue with sex was that I wasn't sharing any of what I was feeling. So, uh, yeah. you know, that, that whole, uh, all the pain I got in my pelvis from doing that activity could yeah. have been alleviated if I just said, hey, can you just go a little softer? You're hurting <laughs> like, me. Yeah. yeah um, but, but it's uh, hard for us to do that. It's hard for us to tell a hairdresser we don't like it. It's hard yeah. for us to tell someone we don't like a meal. You're very well raised. You're polite. <laughs> <laughs> too blood in that case. It really uh, but it really looks like it hurt. Um, what about the cunnilingus lesson? Now, that's the one that most the most people have talked to me about. I've heard mentioned the most. Um, I mean, that, again, I thought you were going to cry and it looked like you were having a bit of a panic attack when this lady held half an apple just in front of her vagina. She was clothed and yeah, she asked yeah. you to simulate cunnilingus on the apple. Yeah, and I was trying to relax. I'm just like, come on, it's just an apple. It's so uh, confronting, though. That I, um, I've ne- I'd never been in that position with someone before. I'd never g- gone down on someone before. And right. I, I'm a germaphobe, and I was worried about it, how it would taste or the... Of the apple or of uh, the actual... Oh, actual uh, vagina, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, and, uh, yeah, so that when I did that class, all those sort of fears came to the surface all at once. Yeah. And um, and then I was also worried about how embarrassing it would be and... Um, yeah, where it was, which was annoying because I did, I, I did want to take the class, um, mm. and uh, I have since uh, done that activity, and it's been uh, great, and it was all fine. Yeah, great. <laughs> but that class was incredibly confronting. I think for anyone that would be confronting. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was. She's a porn star, so she's so bless her. She's so free with herself, and she's even she's gyrating her hips a bit. She's sitting up on the back of the couch in a kind of porn position. Yeah, and yeah. there's other people in the room, and there's cameras, and she's asking <laughs> you to lick this apple, and I'm like, my God! It was, um, and then she's saying, "Now suck it a bit," and I'm like, "Wow, this it, is." It was, um, it was full on, and it was where I most thought, "Oh, people are going to watch this show," yeah. and um, yeah, it was. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm glad I did it. I just, um, but at the time, I was it did it shook me up a lot. <laughs> yeah, it looked like it did. I thought you were going to cry. I, uh, I, I think I had a sneaky one halfway through. Sneaky least, uh, cry. At least, least it got choked up anyway. Yeah. I thought you did. <laughs> yeah. I did think you did. Um, look, thank you so much for today. And also thank you for, well, what, can we talk about the show coming up? Or yeah, not? yeah, yeah. So you, you're about to move back to Tassie. Yes, yes. To uh, make a TV show. Yes, Rosehaven uh, eight-part 
what's it called for the ABC? That's what it's called, um, Rosehaven. Rosehaven, yeah, just the oh, name of the town. It's just, yeah. it's just two best friends running a small town real estate agency. Um, my friend Silly Picola um, is the uh, other half. Um, How hilarious! It's um, it's been fun. It's just that uh, we've been writing it together for so long. Now it's weird to um, like so now you know, I say in the we, we you know we say in the script um. Uh, my character Daniel has um, some certificates on the wall of um, he's from school, and then people come up to us and say, "Hey, what are the certificates?" We're like, "What certificates?" And like, you know, the ones you wrote about in the bedroom. The script, like, "Oh, uh, oh, god, I don't know." <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's so you're the feel, boss of it. Yeah, it's starting to feel uh, real now for us. Um, yeah, I, we we were having to make those decisions of stuff we didn't even think about, like what sort of car do you drive and like what color. So you're is the it? boss of it. This is your vision. I, I, I guess we are. We we producers on it. Um, well, that makes you the boss of it, darling. All right, <laughs> we can say, hey, pack your bags. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I don't know about that, but it means you have to know what the certificates are. Yes, that's what it, it actually does. means. Uh, that's exactly. So I'm, uh, I could go home and work on those. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that doesn't none of that surprises me. Congratulations on that. I, I honestly think, I mean, apart from everything else, your, your shows about sex education education and so mature and grown up and sensible but it's also so much about um courage to me it's so much about saying yes and why not and being open and honest about you know what you wish you were better at whatever it is sex or being assertive at work or you know whatever it's so much about that to me it really spoke to me about just having a go and oh thank you doing it and I feel like I'm going to cry, but I'm going to do this anyway. It's that, you know, when I oh. see you in so many moments, I think, oh, my God, he's going to cry. But he does it. You get down on your knees and you have a go at that <laughs> apple and you just do it. Do really you like apples? Yeah, I bet you do. Um, yeah, and I thought, I, I, I hoped that out of that experience came a lot more love for yourself. Oh, it, it, it basically. did. Thank you, Michelle. I appreciate it. Um, it did. It made me feel... Um, no, sex is fun now. It's really fun. Yeah, but, but beyond that, did it make you realise that you're a really interesting, brave, great person? I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. It's, uh, mm. I don't know, maybe it's just Australia and yeah. Britain. We're both like uh, scared to say, that. say anything that's um, mm. like, uh, but I, I do feel. I think we're scared to say it in case we're not. You don't want to go, actually, I think I'm really cool. And then have everyone else going, <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no, they don't she know. She she's really cool. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but no, I think you I think you at this moment can say to yourself quite confidently, she's always tough, man. I toughed that out. <laughs> and that was really hard. And I don't think there's not many other humans who would have toughed that out. I think, you know, I do. It does feel, it feels good. Like I feel I'm really happy we made it and I'm happy that I was, I, I went through it and, uh, yeah, I um, hope it helps others, I suppose. Um, but, uh, yeah, sorry. It's, um, yeah, it was, um, it was good. Right, I won't subject you to any more flattery. <laughs> sorry. Good job. Thank you. Thanks, Michelle. Stand up. The Miraculous Luke McGregor, star of Lukewarm Sex, which you can watch at your convenience on iView. You can follow his movements on Twitter, where he's at Luke W. McGregor. Will Anderson's advice is coming up shortly, but first I'd like to draw your attention to the excellent tune you heard through this podcast. It's a song called Dying to Leave by my good friends Colourbomb, who have an album dropping in June. That's right, I said dropping. 
Until then, you can find more of their gear on iTunes and SoundCloud, Facebook and Twitter. That is Colourbomb, C-O-L-O-U-R. I was listening to my friend Will Anderson's podcast, Willosophy, the other day. It's excellent, obviously. You should give it a listen if you haven't already. And at the end of it, he said something I didn't know, which was that if you go and rate this episode of my podcast on iTunes, it'll help it move up the list and more people will discover it. Is that true? I don't know if that's true, but let's test it. Please go to iTunes and rate this episode and let's see what happens. Thank you so much for downloading. I'll be back with another one in two weeks. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.